This is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since everything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. This is your host, I am C. This week, we are welcoming Mitchell Garrett, a a local game runner and real play podcast runner for Twin Cities by Night, to talk to us about running urban horror and the challenges of writing a game set in a real city. And so that's cool. Welcome aboard, Mitch. Good to have you with us. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Also in the studio with me, local radio legend Billy DeTore. Huh? Why, whom? Yes. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Billy, is it true that in your new contract you're going to, you want to go by William Wallace DeTore? In my new contract, I just want more money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and more maybe, cats. And, and, and maybe cats. not waking up at three in the I morning. I know. My God. Or quarter to one to yeah. shovel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. It was a tough week, but I'm here. <clears throat> Also with so, us Polly, a, don't go on yeah. vacation again. Pa- yeah, Polly's not allowed to go on vacation yeah. anymore, but Tanya's here. She's <laughs> yes. not on vacation at the moment. No, Hello, Tanya. I am coming off of birthday celebration weekend, yep. and thank, I'm thanking Marvel again for releasing Captain Marvel on my birthday. How was it? It was great. How, oh my what God. was the ending? <laughs> I'm not spoiling it for anybody else. Yeah. What was the beginning? What was the beginning? Spoilers. <laughs> That's the, uh, oh, um, by I the think way, the Mitchell, beginning hear us do that every is so often. The, Hang the, on a second, the, I guess. The comic thing with Marvel. The, oh. the, the like, five-hour nice. uh, opening <laughs> of all Marvel, Marvel movies. Thing. Of all Marvel there's movies the opening, now. and there's, there, there, uh, there's a Stan Lee cameo I was in just going to ask. That, it's his last one. I thought that was going to be an endgame. Is the last stand. Oh, Endgame. Yes. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, I now, thought that was the one I was seeing. <laughs> we have a running gag that we eventually are going to broaden our product line, and we're going to have our own fragrance, and it's going to be called Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get Alex Kingston to uh, yes. market it for yes. us. <laughs> and dressed as, with, as River Song with the space hair and everything. Yes. Spoilers. All right. Last but not least, hello, producer Sherry. Hello. It's so nice to see you back where you Thank belong. Thank you. Well, hello, Sherry. <laughs> well, hello, Sherry. All right. Because anyway. it's not snowing currently. My so she was able to. <laughs> a new one. Thank you. Anything ba- anything's better than Frankie Valley. Uh, we can get it. <laughs> no, please don't. How about please Bruce don't. Springsteen, Sherry Darling? How about Steve Perry? Steve Perry. That's my favorite. That's oh, the one. Sherry. Yes. Oh, that's my favorite. See, Anna, we got to talk about that contract again, Billy. Yeah. I All have right. something going on that pertains. To sort Perry? of to our topic today. <laughs> oh, do you now? Guess what I'm going to be doing in the very near future. <laughs> she's going to be DMing. She's oh, I thought she was going to say bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're going to be you're going to take a table. I am. You're going to be the the head the head chair I there, huh? I am. I'm going to finally bite the bullet. That's amazing. I did. I, I my ADD only kicks in for it goes for so long before I would ever. So the current 5e game is longer than I ran my other one. Nice. So. Nice. You're doing a great job, by the way, Tanya. Thank you. Uh, Scott and I were talking about it the other day, and we're Scott just. Scott wants to become Ella De- Ella Pool. Yes, Ella Pool. Ella is, Pool. Is, he, he, our buddy's playing a halfling rogue. Gnome. Gnome rogue. Excuse me, gnome, gnome rogue. rogue. And has discovered that, that loves getting in trouble. Oh. And he's starting to kind of like flavor the character in a particular way. So we're thinking this is going to become Ella Pool because it's Ella is the name of they the character. They came across nice. unicorn type bunnies. Yes. The, and so she wanted to be friends with them all. Whatever these magical yeah. things. And, yeah. Uh, that's a thing. Scott wanted one. He wanted one. That's bad. his new quest. Yes. All right. So, Sherry, here's uh, as a veteran dungeon master to a, a beginning dungeon master, I'm holding up the script of today's show. Mm-hmm. All right. This is all the preparation you're going to do. This is everything you're going to get rid then, then you go like this. <laughs> That's what you do with it, because the players are going to go an entirely different direction. Oh, like oh. I don't know that. Yeah. Okay. It's more fun that so, way. So I offered up that Castle in the Sky dungeon that, that Tony picked a couple weeks ago. Yeah. One bit to get no, to it. No, <laughs> we all wanted to do it, but then your freaking husband... Got on his horse and, and rode away, <laughs> and two people walked off with him, and I'm like, oh, great. And here I am, the party leader, going, great. They split the frigging party. No, I'm I, like, I, yes, yes, yes. I told yes. The one from the last script. Okay. I made, that's why I was making sure. See, I'm very smooth at this. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm already pissing off my players. Good. Then you're doing your job off. right. Um, I, I, since this is my first time, I Oops. wanted to stick with characters and classes and races that I understand. Okay. Stick to so, one book. So, well, I pretty much said, okay, if it was in 2E, uh-huh. we'll do it. Uh-huh. I've got, be- can I be a drow? No. Can I be an Eladrin? No. no. Can I be a sorcerer? No. no. 
can I be a warlock? No. no. One guy, I can't even remember what they're called, but they're like metal constructs. Oh, Warforged. Yeah. Can I be a Warforged? I'm like, what? are you freaking kidding Wasn't me? Wasn't that Iron Kingdoms? Yeah. Melanie yeah. wants to be a changeling rogue. No. <laughs> stop yeah, it. See, Everybody needs to stop. So so far I've got a I've got I've got a ranger. Um good. I've got a um Chris's paladin. favorite class. Wanna... Yeah. Chris got, is not favorite class. Monk's gonna play a paladin. Mm-hmm. Melanie's gonna play a rogue. Uh-huh. Will is going to he think he's gonna be a wizard. Okay. And I think Will's girlfriend Lois is gonna be a druid. What the heck was that? That was um Bloop. Someone that I work with signed on the Skype. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then um, my friend Scott, who was my, who was uh, idea, who DM'd for me a mm-hmm. while back, mm-hmm. um, he is, has not decided, but he's the one who wanted to be a warforged. I'm like, you're okay. just trying to kill me, aren't you? Yeah. Well, what I did is I created all the characters out of the books and then had them randomly pick one. Yeah, so she gave us a basic structure, and then we kind of filled in the gaps. Filled in yeah. the gaps. So yeah, I'm not going and, that and far. So I I kept it to just the ones that were in the book. So, um, but I was the last person to pick, and wouldn't I pick up the character that I usually would just play anyway? A ranger, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Human ranger, really? But, but you know, I don't. E- but I didn't even think I didn't. I just gave you the class and the alignment, right? And, and the stats, but that was it. Everything else you, you filled could, in. You guys could fill in because. Right. Like Sean's a tiefling and mm-hmm. Randy's um, uh, a human. And yeah. Hunter's like, I don't want to be a lawful good bard. I'm like, lawful good doesn't mean that you're nice. Nope. She's like, no. Jesus, She's no. like, good point. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a soft spot for druids myself. See, look at this. It, All right. That's Rogues. him on uh, Warcraft. Yeah. yeah. Rogues. I've always, I, I've always. It's actually funny. I've just taken a turn uh, at the next level. This ranger who I've been building up for a couple of levels, he's going to start taking on druid levels because I just want nice. to be the ultimate kind of like dude in the forest kind of thing. Very so, cool. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so yeah, enough you know geeking what? out there because the, the, we're going to get to that. In the... Because definitely I'm, in, I'm a new DM. I've done it once and then this time. If, if there's a question, like I've been sending either the note across to Randy because it doesn't involve him in regards to this combat situation. Mm-hmm. And he sends it back. He goes, I'm not pertain. I, he goes, I'm not up to date with 5e. Send it to Scott. So I send it over <laughs> to Scott because it's definitely not affecting Scott's character. Yeah. So just to be able to make a determination on yeah. somebody Which else. Which is great. You have you got 21st century technology helping you network and get information. Yeah, it just and to be able to help me. You're and, doing fine. And then I'm just like, well. And then all of a sudden I get like blasted the next day with Scott going, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Where did those unicorn bunnies go? I'm like... I told you. Now I have to think about the unicorn bunnies. Well, when you said we were set in Forgotten Realms, then I was all in. Mm-hmm. Any any doubt of continuing this conversation? It's just I, at this point, it. I'm like, it's the easiest way because yeah, then I can go to the, any of the it. other 5e books that Absolutely. Evan brought me. So. I'm totally stoked about that. All right. Anyway. So, Next week's my last week. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Please don't tell me that because I really don't want to go back to 3-5. When, when Evan said 3-5 oh, for the next campaign, I'm like, oh, I'm not in any rush to get to that. Not in any rush at all. Anyway. Just kidding. I know. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have ourselves a proper chat. Yes, we are. We're probably going to talk about a whole lot of things. But anyway, we'll be right back. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments, a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. And Postcode Host, played by Chris. (laughs) (laughs) And Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. And two Darrens. White Wolf Publishing was founded in 1991 as a merger between Lyle Rampart, Lion Rampart, and White Wolf Magazine. Uh, It published a line of several different but overlapping games set in the quote-unquote World of Darkness, a modern gothic world that, while seemingly similar to the real world, is home to supernatural terrors, ancient conspiracies, and several approaching apocalypses. The classic line of games included Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, 
uh, Mage the Ascension, Wraith the Oblivion, Changeling the Dreaming, Kindred of the East, Hunter the Reckoning, uh, Mummy the Resurrection, and Demon the Fallen. Our guest today is Mitch Garrett. Mitch grew up in Rochester after relocating here as a kid. He began playing RPGs at the age of 14, much like many of us have. Starting with D&D 2nd Edition and all of its Thaco glory. <laughs> Mitch got into White Wolf games shortly thereafter and ran a Sabat LAR, LARP, LARP, a live action role play, for about five years in the early 2000s. And a number of smaller games over the years. He has been involved in uh, RWAG. RWAG, thank you. Sometimes I'm not up on all the things. Rudicon, Simcon, Unicon, and now Flower City Comic Con. <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of intimate knowledge on that one. We do. Um, Mitch first joined up with Twin Cities by Night on Fire, the Sabat game. Did I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Juarez on Fire was the uh, Sabat game that they ran. Okay, thank you. And I'm just reading the script. Mm -hmm. She was editing. <laughs> <laughs> and continue to play from there. Fragments. It's his first venture back into storytelling in quite a few years and is an amalgamation of numerous ideas that he's had over the time over time. His use of Rochester as a setting is an outgrowth of having lived here for so long and having his having started looking into the history of the city as part of this particular game. Mitch, welcome aboard. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Um, Can I start with one small non sequitur? Oh, sure. As I told you when we were coming into the studio that I've, I've, I'm all caught up on Fragments, and I'm enjoying it very much. Thank you. Um, and every time I listen to you, I don't know if you'll take this as a compliment, but I mean it as a compliment. You sound so much like Will Wheaton. Go ahead, Thank take you. it as a compliment. <laughs> He's kind I, of a, I will take that as a compliment. I listen Thank to you. a lot of his um, audiobooks. He does. He, he does. He kind of is a patron saint around here, and so. um, you sound a lot like him. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> It took me a second to remember who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a very busy few weeks. All right, so you're currently running a Demon the Fallen game under, as Sherry was mentioning, under uh, called Fragments, and it is set in our very own Rochester, New York, in the year 2001 uh, for your podcast channel, Twin Cities by Night. Uh, so how did that happen, and, and what, what can you tell us about the game so far? Well, behind the scenes on the podcast we toss around various ideas and one of the ideas I had was to venture back into some of the older White Wolf games that I felt didn't get a lot of attention. Okay. And Demon, I back in the day I was able to play in one game shortly mm -hmm. after the book came out, but that was it. But I love the setting. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of material in it to work with and a lot of material outside of the immediate books that you could also refer to, mm -hmm. which gives a lot of opportunities for various creative threads mm -hmm. to be explored. And Rochester, I think, is an excellent setting for a game. I mean, having looked into the city's history when I was running the Sabat LARP, mm -hmm. and I've just continued looking into the city's history since then. I'm sort of a, like a local lore buff, I guess would be the okay. term. The appropriate term. <laughs> it just seemed like a natural fit uh -huh. to offer the game here in town. And I discussed it with the guys on the podcast, and they were like, yeah, that's a cool idea. We should do it. So we just fit it into the schedule, and when its time came up, we started... Start playing. Going, yeah. So using, I mean, that's that's the thing. I, I think that got my most most of my attention is you use our city, Rochester itself, as your as your playground, as your yes. as your backdrop. Can you give me a, a situation and kind of describe one of the scenarios? You know, what what area of the city did you know, what happened? You know, who was involved? You know, what what ancient evil lies beneath Kodak Park? <laughs> oh, like in in the lore that I've studied yeah. or in the game? Well, in your game, in the, some of the situations you, that have unfolded in, in your game. So we're only one episode in. Okay. We're actually recording the second episode tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and so far, we have one of the player characters waking up in the Hungerford building. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see. Another player character woke up downtown. Uh-huh. Ah, sorry. Not used to this kind of mic. <laughs> um, another player character woke up downtown in a restaurant uh -huh. um, from a drug overdose. Okay. Uh, another player character woke up in a downtown apartment uh -huh. uh, from a suicide attempt. Uh-huh. And I can't remember the last one at the moment. That's all right. So... Well, having lived in the city for 48 years oh. now, and I work for the city, so I know all the really good neighborhoods. Industrial building. Yeah. The other one was the, was the industrial building. Industrial building. building. The... The artist studio? Yes. That was the Hungerford, actually. Oh, okay. 
if, right. you, if you need a location of vacant industrial buildings or, or shady neighborhoods, just let me know. Oh, I, I will. can tell you where they all are. I will. <laughs> I just remember the last player character woke up in Toronto having been murdered. Yes. <laughs> oh my That's God. right. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, I love it. Um, I was murdered, but I got, I got better. <laughs> Speaking of Monty that, Python. That almost fits in with last stop? week's Monty Python episode. <laughs> Our last episode was on Monty Python. Not dead yet. <laughs> Not dead yet. And I feel happy. <laughs> I'm in Toronto, anyone. but hey. And is that character going to be able to get across the border? Yes, yes, he did. He okay. did. He they did get across the border yeah. already? We're going to be uh, starting the episode that we're recording tomorrow. There's going to be a vignette explaining how all the mm-hmm. characters came together. Um, okay. One of our players, uh, Tillman, is going to be unavailable for the episode, so I'm going to have to work around that. Okay. But he's got family visiting. There you go. So and I get that. It's kind of interesting playing across different time zones as well because we've got a player oh. in the Czech Republic, we've got a player in Germany. Wow. Okay. And you guys do not sound like it, which is why I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I want to get the technology down, make things a little easier on We Sherry. want to expand what we offer, not just FC3 Monkey Business, which is more of a talk show type format. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've been looking at is doing real play. Okay. And with me two hours away in Utica and... Chris and Tanya here who might want to play and other people who are in different areas. We mm-hmm. really want to work on that technology. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to discuss that with you guys. Awesome. Was it hard to set up, that kind of a thing? Not really. It was no. actually very easy. Okay. Um, individuals having their audio equipment break here and there is probably the biggest <laughs> complication the big, okay. we've faced so That's far. A thing. I now, think my issue would be internet dropping. Yeah. Oh, yeah we've that, had that has that well. not gotten any better? Uh, it dropped twice yesterday. Wow. Well, it's better than the six times the day before. Yeah. Well. So it's an improvement. Mm, kind of. <laughs> Try to look at the positive. Always look at the bright side of life. Mm. So this, so this is something that I talked to you about um, when we talked the other day. That mm-hmm. I do listen to real play podcasts. I I enjoy them very much. Um, and uh, but you do something that you do two things that I haven't seen before that that intrigue me with mm. your show. The first one being the individual episodes. For people to say, okay, this is who my character is. This is their background. I really, really enjoyed that because a lot of times you'll get just a, okay, hi, I'm Bob, and my character is Steve, and I'm a thief. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you got to try and figure out who is who and what's going on. And and sometimes that can be really confusing when you're just listening to it. so I loved that you, okay, this is this is my care. And, and Demon is very complicated. It is not an easy game if you're not real familiar with the rules, which I'm really not. Yeah, you're basically making two characters yeah. and smooshing them together. Yeah, because it's a, it's a possession thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you have to have the demon themselves accounted for. Okay, so for, for Here we go. those out there who don't know, the okay. basic premise of the game is that the walls of hell have cracked and demons, fallen angels, can escape now. Mm-hmm. But they are constantly being sucked back into hell. Mm-hmm. There's like this big black hole effect on them. Mm. So in order to avoid that, they have to anchor themselves in a human body. Okay. And as long as they're possessing a body, they're fine. Nine times out of ten, they possess a body that's recently died. Someone who's either overdosed or been murdered or suicided, what have you. On occasion, they'll possess a body that you know had been in a coma. Mm-hmm. But the personality of the demon and then the personality of the person who had been in that body merge to some extent interesting and so the demon's understanding of earth more or less is based on that person's understanding of earth mm-hmm. plus whatever memories they may still retain from before the fall okay so it's you know you're making two characters and trying to figure out how they fit together they, and, that's interesting and in two of instances on your show you've got a male demon inhabiting or is it just one or a male demon inhabiting a female body <laughs> I think that might be two instances. Yeah, I think it's two. Yeah. I'm There's hijinks involved there. It's 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 a very interesting concept, and the uh, and that leads me into the other thing that I find interesting is third person. You're not you see this, you do this, and they're not saying, well, I everything is. Because you're you because there's really kind of two characters for each person. You're using names and third person, and so are the player characters, which hmm. I find very interesting. I'm also doing that to sort of highlight the alienation between the characters and the world that they're in, because they don't know what is going on. They're literally they just got out of hell mm-hmm. yeah. in the first episode. So a car? What the hell is that? You know, mm-hmm. they've yeah. got no idea. Yeah. Okay. So it's describing that kind of technology. And, yeah. and that setting. Technology, drugs, smells, smells sights, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, going over like there was a blowtorch in one scene, mm-hmm. so I'm describing it as a tube with a hot blue flame coming out of it, attached <laughs> to a bigger tube that okay. ends abruptly. You, here's here's an idea: is uh, if you get them over by um, Kodak Park, Maplewood Pond, in that neck of the woods in the summertime, and you can smell this this wonderful scent of it. It's almost very familiar. It's it's almost like hell itself is reaching out through the Genesee River. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Just Kodak and Genesee River. But anyway, um, pollution is a beautiful thing. can be used as a, as a plot device. Yeah. Uh, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny because ever since, you know, I don't know what it is, but ever since you guys mentioned that you play in Rochester, I'm thinking of all of the neighborhoods and all of the, the various locations and cool things that, like, oh, I've got stuff I, can happen. I have a nice thick notebook that's at least 15 years old at this point uh-huh. with, like, carved out maps from old phone books wow. stuff that i have found in little like art news articles because uh-huh. it's not today it's not rochester today it's, it's rochester, rochester years ago, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly well the initial scenes were in 1999 yeah mm-hmm. so because we're going to party like it's 1999 yes awesome <laughs> i remember that you're well i unfortunately have not managed to erase it from my brain yet mm. i'm trying hard 1990s Seriously. <laughs> um, now, compared to the other um, White Wolf titles, I mean, you, you guys mentioned the complicated. It sounded more like you were giving me a role-playing complication than anything else with Demon, with the two characters and whatnot. Are the mechanics similar? Do they all run under the same kind of dice system? They all have the same basic dice system. Mm-hmm. Um, where the mechanics tend to differ is the specific elements of each supernatural. Mm-hmm. So, like, the vampires will have their blood pool. They'll have, you know, frenzy dice. or well, not frenzy dice. That's the current system. They'll have, you know, mm-hmm. an opportunity to frenzy. You'll have to deal with virtue, stuff like that. Werewolves, they'll have gnosis, and they'll have rage. Mm-hmm. Mages have arate and, you know, paradox. Mm-hmm. Wraiths have passions. Uh, pathos, they have their shadow. Now, here's my follow-up question, because I'm really not familiar with any. I have a Vampire the Masquerade book, but I've honestly, I've never, cra- somebody gave it to me, said, you might find this interesting, it's used, go ahead, and I honest, I never opened it. We we played Vampire one session, mm-hmm. and we were given a scaled-down version of the book or the rules or whatever mm-hmm. when Matt Dixon was in town. Okay. And Sean was able to just, by pure luck, figure out what he needed to do to build his blood pool, but the rest of us are like, eh. Yeah. It was just something I'm like that we weren't necessarily immersed in. We're probably was, not used to it because we're so used to our D&D roles. Right, and, and, and so, so we're just like... It doesn't, I'm getting the impression that doesn't just fit nicely no, into... No, oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Very now, so the question I was going to ask, though, is do can these systems overlap? Like if you have a vampire and a werewolf and a mage and a demon and all that, can they be in the same game and still function? Yes. It's not a smooth transition, <laughs> okay. but it can happen. But it can happen. Yes. And I was just wondering, you know, what kind of universe White Wolf was constructing, in essence. That was my question. Well, the games were originally intended to be played separately. Uh-huh. Um, they had, hadn't had really anticipated that people would do crossovers, okay. but then crossovers naturally happen. Yes. And there's a considerable power imbalance at starting level characters. Like, uh-huh. a starting level werewolf is just a murder machine. Okay. There's, there's no way around it. They will just kill everything very, very quickly. All right. Whereas a starting level vampire has to be a lot more careful, uh-huh. and a starting level mage could theoretically just blow themselves up <laughs> if they're not careful. That's, that could be fun. Can, can, we play, can we play a game of mage with Evan? <laughs> he would probably blow himself I'm up. I'm serious. I want to see that happen. That would be see, entertaining as hell to me. See, so in, in the <laughs> intro, I said that, that I was just, star- I was going to actually... Game, I was actually going to run a game for the first time. Right, right, That's right. not strictly true. Oh. Many, many years ago, probably around 2000, 2001, I was involved. I played a couple of sessions in a vampire game and loved it. Lo- I've always loved horror role playing. Um, Cthulhu, Beyond the Supernatural, Chill. I've always mm. loved horror role playing. Um, but this was my first time, with, and I was loving it. And but the guy who was running it decided he wanted to step down, and he asked me and his wife to take over. Neither one of us had ever done it, but we spent like two weeks, like almost every day, talking and planning, and we, uh, you, what you said about throwing everything out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we did one session, and it went great. It even kind of actually bordered on LARPing because at one point my husband said I, my character wants to do this and we're like you fail he's like why would I fail and I'm like because you can't do that he took us outside and said and this is how you do this and we went 
you passed. (laughs) 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 You proved you could do it, so we'll accept that. So for the next session, they brought in another friend, really old friend of mine, friend from high school, and he and my co-GM's husband proceeded to absolutely destroy the entire game. Purposefully. They actually got together and decided they were burning everything to the ground. After begging us to take over, I mean, and burning to the ground, they burned down the safe house. So it was a spot game. I was so mad. (laughs) And I never never got behind a game screen again. Never. Ah. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Until now? Until recently. Until now. Sabat games tend to be uh, notorious for devolving into chainsaws and shopping malls. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he- There's imagery for you. They killed- Everybody started wars between factions, burned down the safe house. We're just like, okay, screw you. I think that's <laughs> going to be tonight's game because we're starting a new game tonight. And they're all bad guys. And, except for Tyler. Rocks fall, everyone dies. Yeah, they're all going to basically oh, try yeah, to figure out how to kill <laughs> Tyler in a spectacular so, fashion. So we've always like just not play, played evil whatsoever. We've gone, We've skirted the line with chaotic neutral and things like that. But... Mark's character is lawful evil. Sean's character is lawful evil. I my character is neutral evil, yeah, this is and all then fun. my son Tyler, who's twenty, create helped. I helped him create a mage character the mm-hmm. other day when he was on my uh, shit list. Um, he, uh, he was chaotic good. I'm like, you do realize that we are going to kill you? <laughs> and he's like, don't be surprised. When don't it surprise when you die the first night. And he's like, no, I'm I'm going to try to change you for good. I'm like. Good luck with that. Hey, because, you know no, what? That's a great character okay. concept, yeah, yeah, though. I'm like, good luck with that. Because He's going to try and reform the rest of the party. Because I know good I'm going to get myself into scrapes, and it's mm-hmm. going to be Mark and Sean honor-bound to get me out of it. Uphill battles can be some of the most entertaining. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to see how to... And my husband's the the DM, and he usually DMs all of it, and he just throws everything out for a sandbox game, and is our Thursday night, he goes, uh, we'll let you see what you guys get into, and we nearly ran into the vampires. Whoopsie. Yeah, we went, we're waiting for you guys. <laughs> Whoopsie. So what are some of the challenges that you you are experiencing putting all of this together? You I mean, you have the logistical nightmare of everybody in different time zones and whatnot. But now, and I, you know what, I'm, I'm thinking that the fact that you have somebody in, in Germany halfway around the world is going to lend to um, some kind of, they don't know Rochester, I'm assuming. No, they don't. All right, so your ability to describe some of this stuff and kind of come come to, the, you know, it's going to be new for them in that particular. Well, thankfully, American culture is so pervasive worldwide That's that true. a lot of the references are not lost okay. on the international So players. you can talk about Zweigels and garbage plates and just about anybody will pick up on it. Or they'll Google it. There you go. Yeah. Um, but like I said, my, my question, what kind of challenges are you facing putting this game together right now? Honestly, scheduling is probably the biggest challenge, mm-hmm. just making sure everyone's lives can mesh up in mm-hmm. such a way that it all uh, becomes possible. Gotcha. As far as using the city itself, getting the history correct. Because mm-hmm. you got to go back and you got to look at the details. What was here in, 90, you know, in 2001, in 99? Mm-hmm. Where did it go? Mm-hmm. Did anything interesting happen? Who was, you know, who was the mayor? Who was the chief of police? Mm-hmm. Little things like that matter to me. So, okay. of course, I go back and I look it all up. Mm-hmm. So there's a considerable amount of research which can be challenging at times because not everyone records every little thing from right. back then. Um, do you find yourself going to locations, just kind of walking around and staring at it? And, and My cell phone is full of photos. That's great. <laughs> that I intend to use. Uh-huh. I, just, you know, I, I park for work. I wander downtown sometimes after uh-huh. I'm done at the office or even before I go in. I take photos so that everyone has something to refer to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing that after uh, this today mm-hmm. Okay. because St. Mary's, which is right down the street, is actually one of the locations that I'll be using in the game. Cool. I offer, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but Turning Point Park on the river up by the beach. I have heard of it, yes. Okay. I, I used to work there for Parks Department okay. many years ago. So I know it's it's a forever wild park. There's lots of trails. There's nature walks. There's stuff that could right on along. I think it would be a great kind of a, an ambush spot. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. You know. Just saying. There's Cobbs Hill, Genesee Valley. The White yep. Lady's Castle. White Lady's yep. Castle is a great place. Oh, I mean, the things you could do there would be a lot of entertainment. St. Joseph's Park is also going to come up. Good. Very Burnt cool. Out Church. Uh-huh. The weird little freestanding archway in front of the DA's office. Yes. Down by the Watts building, I intend to use that as uh-huh. well. The burned out church you were talking yep, about. Yep. Yeah. City Hall. City Hall. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. There's stuff going on in City Hall that the demons will run away from. I'm just saying. Maybe they're helping along the oh, lines. That there. would make a lot of things make more sense. 
Comment See, withheld. I'm not local. I See, can't that's where my help. office is. I, I still work for the There's city. There's a few problems okay. going on right now. Yeah. His, his desk is haunted. My, my, yeah. Yeah. My day job is a building inspector for the city. That's why he said if you know any, if you okay. want it, if you need bad places, yeah. he knows where to find I know them. where all the good neighborhoods are. Oh, good. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk after yeah. this then. Yeah. <laughs> Slumlords that are demons. That would make sense to me. I've dealt with some guys that I'm like, you are just not of this world, man. Some of the things they say, it's just like, okay, now that's the, see, these are insights I can help out I think with. I rented from one of them once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all have at one point or another. I did, but in an entirely different city. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. That is so cool. And then I'm sitting there thinking, well, I want to run a game in Rochester now. <laughs> oh, every World of Darkness game that I've run has been in Rochester. That's great. I mean, it was actually, there have been some weird coincidences as well. Oh, yeah? Um, when I was running the Sabat LARP, there was one particular plot line that I was running that involved a series of arsons. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, the night, one of the nights that I'm running that plot line, the, uh, uh, where it's down by the uh, public market, the one, yeah. the railway building, that yep. building burns down. Oh, my and God. And we are across the street in the Hungerford building at uh-huh. a dance studio running the game staring at the fire while we're talking about arson. this arson plot and we're like oh boy that's interesting so when life imitates art yeah right? yeah when when art imitates life and vice versa yeah, okay. yeah that's cool um now you're going to be running a game at the convention yes i am which is great because being a gamer not myself I've always wanted to have that kind of component, and we've we've had great we've, folks come in and do board gaming, and and uh, we've had the video gaming and whatnot. But this is the component that I've been looking forward to start installing the most is getting the role playing table. Yeah, well, I, I'm thanking you for that. I don't want to credit where credits due. Exactly, uh, but to have that component where people are around the table and rolling dice. And Chris, can I tell you? Go ahead, tell me. He wants the late slot. He wants the after hour seven to nine slot. Good, then I'm going to join. That's why I'm, I'm telling in. you. Because you will not be at the wrestling ring. No, <laughs> yeah. I won't. Well, no, where's Chris? Um, He's downstairs, downstairs somewhere. I'm not terribly good at keeping things PG-13. So. I'm okay with that. Which is why he's taking yeah. it to the <laughs> I'll be there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you can pull out the thong again. <laughs> Yay! Oh, come on. I just thong, burned thong, that. Thong, just thong, burned that thong, out of my thong, head. Thong, thong. Let me call up some of my Rocky friends. You know, we'll just uh, we'll all be in costume. You'll have to listen to the Monty Python episode to understand what that <laughs> reference is. Oh, God. Help Last me. Last week was fun. All right. Anyway, um, so like I said, you're going to be running a game at FC3. You're going to be doing it in the evening slot okay yes. and, and is there a particular one of the is it vampire demon werewolf which one are you gonna be doing you know i haven't decided yet. haven't decided yet i've been toying with ideas in my uh-huh. spare moments uh between other things uh-huh and i've got a few i just <clears throat> don't know which one i'm gonna run with okay so will you already have like all the characters ready to go that's actually one of the things that I've been considering. That's um, probably the easiest. Yeah, that, yeah I've done. You're not spending an hour of character creation, and then all of a sudden you're done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I've run LARPs at Rudicon, <laughs> SimCon, and Unicon, um, all of which were conventions. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are aware. I used to go to Rudicon back in the 80s and 90s. Is it still okay. active? I didn't know that they were playing still. I think it is still active. That's great. Is that the one at RIT? That's the it one is. at RIT, and SimCon was U of R. Correct. I've played yes. SimCon, too. But that was, again, those were a long time ago. I was going to say, uh, Tyler was in... Uh, um, uh, stroller when we went to uh, SimCon. I was in a BattleTech tournament at SimCon where I was actually, I did not get a chance to play, but I designed all of the mechs that my team re- used. And after it was done, I, I, I was, that was one thing about BattleTech I loved was designing the actual machines. And I was sent a letter after SimCon and told I was never allowed to, <laughs> to, to be a part of that ever again because everything was too good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can go ahead and I'll design for the entire, you know, they're like, okay, fine. And so, <laughs> but it never came to pass, but I was like, my, my, I'll design mechs for everybody. But, you know, that was funny. You framed that, right? Uh, no, unfortunately, oh. got lost in a couple of moves. So I, I, I kept it in a folder, but then the folder disappeared somewhere along the line. I was very sad about that. But anyway, moving on. So, but you also talked about possibly doing a panel. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd happily do a panel. <clears throat> That's cool. Do you know what topic? Uh, I thought you were talking about doing a panel on sort of what we're talking about today, just expanding it using mm-hmm. a local location. That would be great. That would be great. Have you you said you were going to have you signed up yet? I have not signed up yet. Okay. All right. We're going to slap you on the wrist, get you on that one. So if you need help coming up, I mean, if you need help coming up with your concept for your panel. But yeah, that's basically, I All would right. love to see you how yeah, to cool. set something, uh, how to set up a game in an existing city and the type of things that you've done, that, that'll that be fantastic. I really yeah, will look forward to that. Absolutely. 
Um, Hopefully, you'll be in my panel. Quick question for your your panel: Would you prefer it on a Saturday or Sunday before the game? Approximately what time? Just so we can plan to put it in. We will. We will. We we are the schedulers. (laughs) (laughs) They have ulterior motives for asking these questions. I have access to Grotex, and it just helps us kind of identify. So, in where it says any additional information or whatever, and it say I want it at blah 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 time on Saturday before the end of the world as we know it um, and we feel fine ju- just so it then we're not going back and forth going does this work for you does this work for you this is I'd probably have to say Saturday on that one because that Sunday we're doing another episode okay. of Dread okay on our on Twin Cities by Night yeah where I play magically depressed or magical depressed Clint Eastwood ooh Magically, de- okay. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So, where did it all begin for you, Mitch? Where? How did? How did you get into RPGs and and uh, and? Oh Jesus! So, <laughs> I was down in Connecticut visiting an old friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he and I just played a session of D and D because we mm-hmm. were bored mm-hmm. on a summer afternoon. And I started reading the books, and then he was really big into the Dark Sun setting. Okay. So I read some of the books, we talked about it, and then he you know, handed me his brother's notebook on vampires, so I read that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to Rochester, and I was like, well, now I need to go buy these. And I started buying them, I started reading them, I started trying to play here uh-huh. and there. Didn't have a lot of friends who were into it, right up until um, I became a freshman in high school. Okay. And then you know, this one guy that I knew was like, hey, we're going to this LARP, you should join us. And I was like, what's a LARP? And he's like, well, you like vampire, right? And I was like, well, yeah. So we went down to one of the RIT LARPs, and it mm-hmm. all sort of snowballed from there. Okay. You know, and I never looked back. Never looked back. I played for a few years, and I was like, I should run one. Uh-huh. And then I ran one, and it, I, I really enjoyed running it. Uh-huh. Ran another one briefly. and then Now, has of, D&D been left in the, in the dust at this point? You're all in on the White Wolf products? Or? Oh, no, no, not at all, not okay. at all. I actually uh, was participating in a D&D game at my uh, old job. Okay. Um, I was a... Uh, Wood Elf Druid drug dealer <laughs> with a bad habit of poisoning the party Whoops. with shrooms. How come I can see Scott doing that? Oh, see, here's the thing about or- my, my buddy Scott. <laughs> has He has a sickness when it comes to role-playing games. You tell him that you're about to start a new game, and he will then, within about two days, have 60 different character concepts. And I wish I was exaggerating. But 60 different character concepts, and then he's at war with himself with which one he wants to play. And as oh. he's narrowing it down to about four or five, then he'll come up with another five or six. And then have to. And then he's uh, – the most torturous thing I've ever done to him <laughs> was to tell him that I was going to be starting a new game in six months. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and, oh, and it just – he was like – Every once a week, I would get a text message from "You're a bastard," and <laughs> he just shows up with a phone book of characters. He oh, has he done that. Um, we well, actually, what was it? You, I, you started a game, uh huh, and we we had them all. We all created our characters, yes. and then you said, "All right, everybody, hold your character sheet up and, and hand ri- it to your left." And, and <laughs> one of our one of our friends that we didn't let in on the joke. She's just like. She tore her character sheet up. She's like, I just didn't didn't put all this effort into it to get it past to that. We're like, (laughs) no, it was really a joke on Scott. And Scott's like, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. (laughs) Then there was the time where he he put each, Uh, he he created a character and he would slip it in an envelope and put it on a stack. And then what happened, we would shuffle the envelopes and make him pick one. Oh, that's uh, a good way to do it. Yeah, um, the best is saying okay that we were. Playing why are a we game, on this tangent? I playing, can't remember. Playing there a was game, a... playing a game, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, yeah. we're starting a new game today. And Scott's like, I didn't have any time to prepare. Yeah. That so. Why are we? How did we get on that tangent? Uh, Whether he was going to create his own, he was going to create his characters. druid that was D and D. Oh right, the and then D&D Scott would have done Scott, that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you, because that ha- we. T- oh, see, this is why. But I can bring it back. But we're trained professionals. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. It, you, as soon as I picked up my phone, it was like, yeah, I'm not even going to try and get no. them off the stand. They're off and away. Yeah. Script? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We totally missed uh, Cat Wrangling Day. Cat Wrangling Day? Yes. I have my Tell own holiday. You do? I Producer do. Sherry, you have a Cat Wrangling Day? There is yeah. one. That's a thing? It's that a thing, apparently. Thing. It's news to me, too. Yes. Well, we're all the cats that she tries to wrangle. Nailing jello ah. to a tree is keeping us on on, uh, on yeah. point. Uh, and what's next? I mean, you've got stuff going on in Fragments. Do you have any other projects brewing? 
Uh, for the Twin Cities by Night podcast, we've got a an Inferno game mm-hmm. that we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Slavic is going to be running that. Okay. Uh, we're continu- <clears throat> Excuse me. We're continuing with Dread. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be picking up the Hunter game mm-hmm. again soon. And then Chris has also started running a Ghouls game called Servitude. Okay. Which, if it hasn't already dropped, it should be dropping very soon. Okay. Um, my question is this: I am not familiar with the White Wolf products. I have not played any of them. I've never really. I've heard about them, and I've watched the people kind of like talk about them. But I myself have never delved into it. Is there one system above them all that would be great for a beginner? You know, like here. You know what, Chris? Here's your White Wolf introduction. Try this book first, or it doesn't matter. Okay, so it depends on which version. Of the World of Darkness you're going for because there's, you know, there's the classic World of Darkness, which mm-hmm. is the one that was released starting in the 90s. Okay. There's the new World of Darkness, which was released in 2004. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you get the various edition wars, you know. Oh, goody. Whether it's first ed, vampire, second ed, you know, revised. Yeah. Fourth ed, fifth ed. Uh-huh. What have you. Um, honestly, I would say any of the X20 books, like Vampire 20, Werewolf 20, those okay. are a good place to start because those are sort of omnibus books that cover the entire line mm-hmm. more or less in one spot. Okay. But for ease of use, I would say the New World of Darkness first edition, uh, they're calling it Chronicles of Darkness. Chronicles Just of Darkness, the, gotcha. Okay. The blue humans books uh-huh. are very straightforward. It's a solid system, very easy to work with. Honestly, it's some of the best stuff I've ever read that had been put out by White Wolf. All right. I need that noted for me because I'm never going to remember that. It's on our podcast. Is it on their podcast? I should listen to our podcast. You should listen to our podcast. I do that once in a while. All right. Oh, should I hit record? (laughs) (laughs) So what was the one that you weren't sure if it had been, if it had dropped yet? Because I'm I'm on Servitude. Servitude. It hasn't dropped yet. Okay. All right. It's a source book for vampire, right? Uh, Yeah. He's basing it off of... Uh, Ghoul's Fatal Addiction is the book that he's running it from. Ghoul's. Ghoul's. Yeah, it's a pretty unpleasant book in spots. Mm So A little graphic. Yeah, a little graphic. Okay. I'm seeing Changeling. I'm seeing um, seeing Cthulhu. Yep, we did a Cthulhu one-shot. We've got another Cthulhu one-shot that's in the works. We haven't set a date on that one yet. (coughs) Scion. Yep, we did a Scion for uh, White Wolf. Mm-hmm. Or no, for Onyx Path. Vampire, of course. Yep. Uh, the Brian Diaries. Yes, that's sort of uh, Chris's baby. That's a sort of a talk show. They pick a topic, they discuss it. We also have book reviews on there. One of uh, the book reviews were sort of my deal. That mm-hmm. sort of fell off. I got busy with other things, so I need to pick mm-hmm. that back up again. Yeah. But yeah, those are the most recent things that I'm seeing. Yep. And Brian is a reference. It's sort of an inside joke. When Chris started running Twin Cities by Night. Like every second or third NPC was named Brian for some reason. <laughs> so we just started calling everything Brian. Brian. Yep. The Brian Diaries. The like Brian Elvis from Account Temps. Yep. That's funny. Now, conversely, all right, you should give me ideas on how to get into it, how to, to where to, to tip, dip my toe in the water, as it were. Is there, is there one of the White Wolf systems that misses the mark? Is there one that you just like, oh, I don't want to play that one? There are some that are notorious. Mm-hmm. Um, Kindred of the East is particularly notorious. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out, you know, when the anime craze was really beginning in the late '90s. Uh, I see. So it was catering. Yeah. Okay. Very much so in fan service to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Second Edition Exalted is probably one of the most complicated of the White Wolf games. Okay. That one is a tome. Oh. Mm. Uh, yeah, third edition, from what I understand, is also very complicated, but it's a little better explained in its complication. So those might not be the best place to sort of dip your toes. Gotcha. Gotcha. What do you think? Should we play try a vampire game sometime? <laughs> we could do it for our test kitchen. We could do that, definitely. That's going to be a future podcast. We're going to start doing test kitchens. Oh, it's, nice. it's going to be called the RPG Test Kitchen, and yeah. we're going to bring back old stuff and try brand new stuff that maybe just got kickstarted yeah. or stuff so like that. we'll be that. doing a lot of one-shots. So we're going to be bringing nice. in people to run games, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> and, and, and like podcast it while we're running it? Yeah, yes. Basically. Hmm. So uh, does someone have a copy of Tales from the Floating Vagabond? Tales from the Floating Vagabond. That, no, I do not, but it sounds familiar. Why do I know that? I know that title. What is it? Well, tell me more about that. That book plus a few beers is a great night. Okay. 
It's a uh, it's a comedy game. There's a recipe. The floating vagabond is sort of this interdimensional bar on uh-huh. an asteroid, and people just come in from any creative universe that you can think of. You can uh-huh. make a character for it. You know, character types include disgustingly cute furry things, <laughs> well, no. androids, uh-huh. uh, Indiana Jones types. It's an Avalon Hill. Okay, I want to look into that. It's bonkers. It, well, bonkers is good. I like bonkers. Oh, let's see. Rambo effect, I hang out with these people. the trench coat effect, the Rodgers and Hammerstein effect, the Roy Rogers effect, the Doolittle effect, the Flynn effect, the Valentino, and the Schwarzenegger effect. Okay. All right. Um, as part of our podcast, we do regularly do what we call not a book clubs. Okay. Because <laughs> not everybody on the show is reader. We review older TV shows, we review movies. Technically, the Monty Python episode wasn't technically a not a book club, but we did do a comparison between the two Sabrina shows. Um, But I... I, A lot more side boob in the new Sabrina, I'm just saying. (laughs) You know, I recognized the star from Mad Men when she was like six. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, Probably not. Go ahead. (laughs) You probably are. Um, See Thomas Howell. Oh, you're crushed. Did a crush. TV show. You're you're crushed. Back in 1996, uh-huh. called Kindred: The Embrace. I vaguely remember the existence of that. It was it based on the game? Yes. yes. Are we? You kidding? Really? Yes. That's I have. Thing. I have the VHS set. Me too. The VHS set. <laughs> I met him. I met him oh, at Scarecon a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I just I, and I'm like, and I was trying really. He was my first celebrity crush. I love The Outsiders. But um, I'm like, oh, I just wanted to tell you that I'm such a huge fan. I'm trying really hard not to fangirl out. Um, he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I got to tell you, loved Kindred. And he went, what? <laughs> 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 he couldn't believe I brought up Kindred. <laughs> what well, was on for like what? Less than one season? I, one season. One season. Seven, seven episodes. 1996. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even survive to the halfway break. Nope. <laughs> But I loved it. It was so cheesy and mm-hmm. amazing. That, oh, yes. Kelly Rutherford. That's who that is. Who's Kelly Rutherford? Oh, you you would know when you saw yeah. her. Blonde. Uh, Top Gun. No. No, that's Kelly McGillis. Oh, it's Kelly McGillis. No, yeah, I was going to say. Kelly Rutherford. No, I'm blanking on. All right. Hold on. To the Googles. To yeah. the Googles. Gossip Girl. Yeah, that helps. Melrose Place. Really? All right, I'm looking oh, yeah. at her. Oh, yeah. No, my no. Here self. she is. Kelly Rutherford. You would know her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I see that? Sorry, I got it. Yeah. Five degrees Oops. to Kelly Rutherford. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think she was uh, the intrepid reporter. I think so. Yeah. She looks like she would be the intrepid reporter. Uh, she, Caitlin Bryn Byron. Mm. I don't know. But yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was the she, yep. if, I can fi- if I can find it, reporter. Yep. we should we should not a book club kindred, and you should come back and do it with oh, us. Oh, happily, happily. <laughs> I broke your. Does phone. anyone have a working VCR? God, I don't think so. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? I do. I do. There's one in the attic of my new house because my the guy who owned the house before left it behind. We actually, you know, what? I think we still have a DVD um, VHS player that we don't currently have hooked up to uh-huh. our TV, but it still works. I have one. The DVD player part doesn't work, but we won't get rid of it because the VHS part does. I don't think I, no, I. I don't have a TV in the house that the VHS player would actually hook up to. I actually have a thing that you can. <laughs> there's a little converter. Box. I have a converter because oh I have it for. Uh, I uh, half podcast. So we'll be us trying to figure out how to, to attach the VHS player to the TV. No, no, I have a Kindle Fire. Special okay. tech support edition. Uh, I have one yeah. of the, so I have that on a TV that does not have, right. on an analog TV, right. so I have the converter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or I'll see if I can find it and we'll watch it on Rabbit. Right now I'm going to search VCRs on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. <clears throat> Let's, um, see. Let's see. So there are demons under Kodak Park. And the VCR DVD CD Ancient Evils at, at Genesee Valley Park. Wow. Yep. And uh, I'm particularly fond of Mount Hope Cemetery. Mount Hope Cemetery is a Love given. That yeah, place. absolutely. That's great. That Riverside Holy Sepulchre. Uh huh. Um, what other locations have I used? RIT has played a big role. The U of R. Riverside feeds in. There's a trail along Riverside that feeds into Turning Point that Parker okay. was talking about earlier. They're all like that same neck of the woods there. Okay, excellent. Um, well, in 2001, I live right around the corner from RIT, so the, my neighborhood is kind of spooky a little bit at times. So. Excellent. I live off of East River Road. Okay. And 
yeah, like I said, if you ever need a, you know, hey, I have a, an idea for a location. What do you say? I can just drop me an email. I'll be happy to. I, I will definitely take advantage of that. <laughs> that's, that's, I'd be happy to share just because I'm amused at the whole idea. Um, and I, I may want to play sometime. If you ever need an yeah. extra body to kill off, like an NPC who's just, his, his only purpose is to be red shirt. I'm there. <laughs> I'd be good with that. I can set that up. There are a lot of red shirts in White Wolf games. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a they body don't count. Have a My whole name. game. <laughs> They're all just Brian's, you know. Yeah, all, we're killing them left and right. They're not wearing red shirts. They're just named Brian. It's the same thing. <laughs> the population of Rochester has dwindled by a hundred thousand people. <laughs> Dude, it was only one hundred and ten. <laughs> oh, and oops. Just just to get this out there, Chris, stop using Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of a running joke with us. Chris gets very stressed out about Twitter sometimes. Okay. See another Chris. Yes. See, it's. Them. Yes. You do collect their six packs. We come in six packs. We're in bulk at Costco. I like to remind him every opportunity I can. Stay off of Twitter? Yes. Yeah. You're also not the only Chris Frank I know in the Rochester area. I know. There's like three of us. Yeah. And one f- of them I get emails from regularly, and it freaks me out every time. Because I'm like, why is Chris sending me something to my work email? Uh-huh. Not. Not me. Yeah, there's like 10 minutes of demon outtakes of me just telling Chris to stay off of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, hey, man, thanks for hanging out with us this afternoon, this yeah. morning, whichever it is. Thanks for having me. That's great. We'll definitely be seeing you again soon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and at, at worst, we'll see you at the convention itself. Uh, but we want to hear more, see more. So we'll catch up with you again. I want to get a follow-up. I want Because you're one episode into Fragments now. Yes. So I want to get like a half dozen or so in, or, or maybe a dozen episodes in, and then we'll. I want to have you yeah, come back absolutely. and absolutely. see how things are going. See how much of Rochester you guys have destroyed at this point. <laughs> And rebuilt. And rebuilt. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about events. We'll talk about business. We'll talk about our question of the week. What's that? Right. I thumped that. So coming up in very short order, we've got a big weekend coming up. April's 12, 13, and 14 on the 12th. That Friday, kickoff 2019 FC3 weekend with a party and nerd-lesque show with some of your favorite characters appearing on stage. That will be at the Firehouse Saloon, 814 Clinton Avenue South on the 12th Friday. Um Let's see what we got here. We're going to have raffles, trivia, and nerdy burlesque to fill the evening. Pre-sale, $8 general admission, $25 VIP. That includes a seat up front, a complimentary bottle of champagne, and a surprise. Which I'm told is possibly Billy and I in a thong. That's something I was hearing I a rumor of recently. I don't want to see that. <laughs> now, if you get your ticket the day of, the general admission ticket rises up to $10. However... You'll get a $2 discount if you present the door person with your FC3 pass or your tickets to the Sirens and Stilettos show that's on Saturday the 13th. All right. Then, Saturday and Sunday, April 13th and 14th at the Blue Cross Arena. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And Saturday. And Saturday. Saturday. (laughs) We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the... uh... Never mind. (laughs) Flower City Comic Con. We have guests. We have fun. We had seasons in the sun. I'm hoping it's going to be sunny. I really oh, wouldn't do. that be yeah. nice? That'd be that'd be a pleasant surprise. No, you know what? Most of the FC three weekends have been pretty, pretty sunny so far. Cold. Well, not in June. Well, no, the year before. Yeah, we the year before May. was, it was chilly. Yeah. Cold. April yeah. wasn't too bad. The our first show was in April, so we're back to yeah. April. We're happy about that. Uh, but it's still not Flower City Marathon weekend. Oh God, yeah, I can't. So wait no bagpipes. No. Yes. <laughs> Not like Dan shoving his phone underneath my door the following year yeah, for the bagpipes. Bag I'm still mad at him. Anyway, so guests so far, we have three yellow Power Rangers, Tracy Lynn Cruz, Nakia Baris, and Karen Ashley. We have artist and writer Rusty Gilligan. We have wrestler Jim Hacksaw Jim Hacksaw Duggan. Yeah, Actually, I, I think really it's well. supposed to be Hacksaw. It's, it's Hacksaw Jim, Jim Duggan. Duggan. Yeah. I've seen it both ways. No. <laughs> no I'll switch it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Actor, like, actor Michael Bean, who apparently you do not walk up to him and say, why Johnny Ringo, you just you look like somebody just walked Definitely. over your grave. He will not appreciate it, I'm told. <laughs> so, Not that I was going to try. <laughs> I'm but innocent. now you've encouraged all of our listeners to do it. Yes. 
inadvertently. Please don't. That might have been part of my plan. Courtesy of Broken Icon Comics, there's going to be Nick Wetland and Tristan Kelly, comic artists Caitlin Yarsky and Ken Wheaton. We are still accepting applications for vendors, artists, writers, panelists, game designers, game runners, and more. Contact us for information. How'd I do? Good. Was that good? Sure. <laughs> I brought Are you looking for validation smooth. today? Yes, I is. need validation today. I'm very weak and tired. So there you have it. Wow. Anyway, want to be part of the FC3 monkey business and Mighty Monkey Corporation experience? There are a few ways of doing that. The first is to become a sponsor. We have sponsorship levels of all kinds and are even willing to create custom sponsorship packets. Please contact us at sponsorships at fc3roc.org. Sherry. What else yes. could we do to be part of the overall experience? You can support us on Patreon. Yay! And if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a way of supporting the people who are making things you love. Yes. Like us. Like us. Like us. Check us out on www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. All membership levels will include access to our Patreon-only blog and a ton of great perks at all levels. Mm -hmm. Special shout-outs to our See No Evil patrons, James Irish, Jen Bevan, and our very own Tanya Metris. So you had a birthday recently, Tanya. I I just want to ask, how does it feel to finally be 30? Well, I haven't hit it yet. So <laughs> <laughs> Next I'm, year, right? I'm 29 plus shipping and handling. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just tell that to your 20-year-old. Whereas I'm getting freaking older by the day. Yes, Thank you, you very are. much. All right. Hey, do you want to help others find the show? Please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbean, YouTube, and Stitcher. Is there a place you find your podcast but you can't find FC3 Monkey Business? Let us know and we will see what we can do to fix that. And also follow us on Twitter at FC3MB Podcast. If you do, say hi. We love it when you say hi. It's a thing. Spread the signal. Question of the week time. Billy. Yes. <laughs> if you could role play in a genre or fandom, what would you want it to be? I'm going to start with a confession uh-huh. before I get into that. Yeah. When I first. Saw this question. I, after listening to the, this podcast, I realized what this podcast was about. When I saw on our little Facebook message board uh, yesterday what we were going to be talking about today. Uh-huh. Um, let, let me go to Facebook just so I can get the wording right. <laughs> Here uh, we go. Promo, it, it, please. Well, how did you word it on Facebook? Sherry, do you remember? It just like that. <laughs> no, hold, hold on a second. I, I've got to find it now because. Okay, while you're finding that, I will tell you that I've been listening to a real play podcast. It's called um, Fragments. Called Table for One. Uh huh. Table for One. Table for One. It's it's a duet. Sounds like New Year's Eve last year. Um, It's duet gaming where it's one game runner, one Mm. player. Okay. Very interesting. I've been looking into that. Mm -hmm. So this was recommended by previous uh, person from the show, Derek Nekritz. Right. Okay. Told me to check this one out. And the very first episode, Billy. Yes. It is. Wrestling. Oh, awesome. It's a wrestling one. A wrestling they, use, they use Fate mm-hmm. Accelerated System, mm-hmm. and it's uh-huh. the, the, the character is a wrestler. Nice. It was awesome, and I thought of you the entire time, Billy. Excellent. Thank you. And I, I'm looking at this, and for today's session, it says horror role-playing in familiar settings, which is what this was. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what I read it as is horror cosplaying in familiar <laughs> settings. Oh, no. Okay. You so I'm trying to th- or horror? Horror. 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 And so I'm trying, well, I guess I'd like to be the creature from the Black Lagoon at the library. <laughs> that would I don't be fun. know. <laughs> Come climbing I, I, out of the I, river. I, I'm just trying, what is this podcast going to be about? We're going to dress in costumes and... <laughs> Go to familiar place. Go and to our yet favorite he places. Never asked. Well, I figured I'd show up and let it happen. See what it is. That's more that's fun. What we, that's what we love about Billy is that that's his. It's his theory. He's basically just going to show up and let it happen and jump on for the ride when we can. So, so not, now, now that you know, the question is if you could role play in any genre. Okay, I did have an answer for this once uh-huh. I listened. Uh, the Batman '66. Okay. Type that way. It's exciting oh, fun. but fun and silly at the same time. And then when you hit somebody, Ow. the it's, words pop up over exactly. your head. It won't be especially dangerous uh-huh. because, I mean, obviously... There's the, no blood. There's no real, like, major violence. I mean, I I, I could wind up getting dangled over a... A, a pool of sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, or something. I'm going to yeah. send you a link to that wrestling 
uh, RPG okay. podcast because it's just a one shot. All of them are one shots. And it's that. It's fun and silly and over the top. Mm-hmm. And I th- and the, the guy running it, the guy playing it, they're mm-hmm. both really, really good. I think you'd enjoy just listening to this. Even okay. if it's just listen to the first one, I think you'd enjoy it. So I, I will. Thank you very much. And so I, I'm going Batman 66 or Looney Tunes. There you go. I want to role play in the Looney, Looney Tunes. RPG, isn't there? I, I think so. But I don't think we're talking about whether it doesn't exist or not. I think it would just what particular genre or yeah. fandom, any system. I'm just system, saying that I think there is one for I, that. I think there might be or at least some sort of cartoon type of. I want to be the coyote. There you go. <laughs> are you ever? What are you going to do when you Sur- catch the roadrunner? Survive falling. Never damage. does. That way I'll just get to play forever. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Tanya. Yes. How about you? Uh, I was going to say, we've like role played in a lot of different genres and fandoms, fandoms and, and things yeah. like that. So, Is there one that you've played already that you'd like to go back to? <laughs> we talked about this one last. G- Game of Thrones? <laughs> Just to torture my... Just to torture Christopher. Um, I got put in some really seriously bizarre situations when we were doing a Game of Thrones. Awkward is definitely the thing. Oh, Oh, yeah. We did did a Game of Thrones a little... Chris and I were siblings. Yes. And and we decided that... Several years ago now. Yeah. A couple couple games that we've been uh, siblings Mm -hmm. in. It was when Game of Thrones was, I think, maybe... Recent. It was two seasons in on TV at that time. So about 14 years ago. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) You know? Sorry, I inadvertently turned on the heater. But our my friend, uh, our friend Robin was playing Marjorie, and you know Queen Marjorie, and and so here I am playing the head of my little minor house, and she's sitting right next to me, and she does this whole persuasion check to, well, how you doing, Sir Tristan? It's so nice to see you. <laughs> and he and, totally failed. And Tristan. I failed. Yeah, I did. A tri- I played a Tristan, <laughs> and and because it was easy, and um and so she does this whole. She rubs my shoulder at the gaming table, and she goes. Tristan, I think I have some things that I want to talk to you about. And I rolled my my resistance check, and I failed miserably. And then she rolled her persuasion check, and it's all D6s, right? And only one of, like, she rolled seven or eight dice, and only one of them came up not a six. (laughs) And so the entire table is cracking up. They're dying laughing, and I'm like, yes, Your Grace. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think I think I would... Go back, go back and do um, definitely like the fantasy mm-hmm. or um, sci-fi. I'm okay. not a big fan of like um, like uh, the western. Even though I'd probably go back and play um, Deadlands or whatever mm-hmm. that type of thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not, just not a necessarily big fan of mm-hmm. that. Probably because I just don't. The good, the bad, and the ugly turned me off to it. Okay. So, but right. but medi- medieval fantasy. Mitch, I'm going to come over to you. All right. And I'm going to say, if you could play, role play in any genre or fandom, uh, what would you want it to be? Transhumanist sci-fi. Oh. All altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Okay, very cool. I like That's a good one. I like that one very that much. That is neat. That is neat. How about you, the young lady? Um, I'm, hmm. If I was going to go back to one that I've previously played, it's one that we will do with the Test Kitchen. I've already got a, I've already got a game master uh-huh. willing to do it, and it's I love the Beyond the Supernatural system okay I love that it's my favorite horror system Digits. i just really really <laughs> love it mm-hmm. can i play a winchester <laughs> the next generation <laughs> this is way before supernatural okay. damn yeah yeah bts is definitely one of my favorite gaming systems ever All right. um, what makes it so cool um i just really the mechanics are really easy mm-hmm. um it's it's modern and mm-hmm. I and I and I've played Cthulhu, but I prefer modern horror. Okay. Um, it's and it's unlike with most of the White Wolf. You're, it's just people. Mm-hmm. I mean, my character. Uh, the last time I played, my character was a she was a archaeology professor mm-hmm. and a pessimist. And, and there's like all these like uh, I mean, just we just had a lot of fun with it. And the person who was going to run it for us, who was agreed to run it for us, um, was the one who ran it for me that I ran years ago. Years ago. Okay. And he's one of the best. Game masters I've ever played with, mm-hmm. and um, he—I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great. It's just I really love. It's a very simple mechanics, mm-hmm. but there's a lot you can do with it. Have you ever played Beyond the Supernatural? I have not. No. All right. Well, there you go. At least you have something we can yeah. work on. Yep. And um, if it was just uh, something that I don't—that there isn't one—I'm going to go back to the same thing that I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Eureka. Eureka would be fun. That would be a fun, be fun. world to role play right. in. I can see that. That'd be entertaining. Um, for me, it's pretty, pretty, you know, I always have a couple of answers. Mm-hmm. All right. The first one that popped into my head when I saw the question the other day was Arrowverse. Oh. Mm. Okay. 
So definitely a, a grittier super yeah. superhero one than exactly. most of the superhero games. Yeah. So you know, hang that. out with the Flash. You know, see Green Arrow in action. You know, all the rest of the gang. Um, but then my my off the beaten track, Killjoys. Haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't gotta watch that it, one. Haven't found it yet. It's not on any of my streaming services. Really? Yeah. Sci-fi on demand or anything like that? I don't have it. Uh, not on DVD at all. I gotta see if it's on DVD. Yeah, I just don't own it, so but I've been I've been looking for it. You, Kill you, you you've actually recommended that show to yep. me a couple of times. So that would be my Ooh, answer. Dark Matter. Dark Matter would be cool too. Yeah. That could be interesting. Although I want my memory. <laughs> but that would be an interesting way to play. Yeah. Is I've it? played that. I've I've DM'd that kind of a game. I did I did um, I set it up one time where I I knew I was setting up a one shot, and so I didn't even tell the players what game system we were going to be in. I just I had everything all mapped out. I'd had a couple of uh, of ideas. I let them roll. They chose unwitten, not not knowing what they were choosing. I had them roll a dice, and they, okay, that came up on the chart that I had kind of crafted during a business meeting because I was tired. And um, so I knew the system. I generated all of the characters. I came up with the character sheets. I came up with little dossiers and whatnot, and I gave them little little pieces of paper with descriptions of what they could see, but they didn't even know what they looked like. Oh wow! You mm-hmm. know, so if. If I if Sherry was playing and I my character met her, she would hand me her description without having read it. Oh wow! Or I would hand it out yeah, to you, you as the you, game you, master. You, I yeah. handed okay, Chris they, handed I handed it out. It, so I'm like going into a blind. Exactly. Yes. Everybody was going in we blind. We woke up in cells. <clears throat> yep. They woke up in cells. So they had to figure out how to escape. What they were doing there. They had to piece it all together, and then they're like, you know, they had these special bracelets on that had these green stones, and they're like, what is this all about? Why do I have this massive headache? What's going on? Who are you? And they start... See, I want to play that game. Okay. I want to play... That sounds amazing. And then uh, the giveaway for the players was eventually they came across a symbol from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. And then it kind of started evolving from there, and they started figuring... And then they started getting... Finding ways to break the bracelets off, and they realized that they were in a Hydra base... And that they were all like low-level agents of Shield, but some of them had power. Powers. Some of them were just trained, you know. And, and then when our buddy Doug found out that he was basically a walking flamethrower, things got much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. I had like what telepathy or something. I don't remember. It was, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but, and then yeah. your your husband was playing uh, somebody who was associated with Asgard, but it was an alien race that I had created kind of on my own. Uh, so that was very. But he was he was a, a hunter for the All Father. That was his his premise. Nice. So they're finding all this stuff out, and then of course they had this big epic battle scene where they're being back on zombies and stuff like that. And then a couple of the Avengers showed up, and it was it was a lot of fun. But at, at first, nobody had any idea what the hell was going on, mm-hmm. and I, I loved that aspect of it. That was so much fun for me. I that sounds fascinating. I would love to try that. All right, I can definitely. I'll, I'll wing that together for for test kitchen. Yeah, you know that'll be a good time. So now, but now I've blown that one. I have to come up with something entirely Absolutely. different. It cannot be shield. <laughs> Well, it still could be shield. I'll come up with the random tables, and you guys just roll it out, and then we'll see what game system you're in. You know, flip it, flip it. Yeah, everyone's from Hydra in a shield prison. <laughs> there you go, in a shield prison. Or there, it's a Hydra base, and they have shield prisoners, and the prisoners are breaking out. What do you do? Yeah, and they're all super powered guys. That could be fun. How to contain? How to contain a, a group of superheroes? All right. Does anyone want to get off the elevator before we start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that last night. You were. That was on. Winter Soldier was on. Or not Winter Soldier. Um, Civil War. Civil, Civil War. War. So, all right. I think that's enough. We're good. There it is. Oh, I hate that music. All right. <laughs> this, this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you April 13th and 14th at the Blue Cross Arena. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us wherever we go. And we will lead you to where the entertainment is. We love you. We miss you. Can't wait to see you again next week. You hope we have a great one. And for the rest of the gang, we will say now. See ya! <laughs> dun, 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 dun.